Hey there, demons. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the 33rd Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, dear ones, we are going to talk about some pet peeves and maybe some deal breakers. Ooh, I like how you call them dear ones this time around. Like, hello, lovelies. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome and be prepared to get annoyed. <laughs> I, I think they either are indifferent at this point. Like, it's happened so much that it's just like water off a duck kind of thing. <laughs> or shit through a goose, if we want to go through the bird analogies. <sighs> Because listen, if, if there's like any animal you can count on to have regular BMs that are always in the ground and where peace was never an option, <laughs> it's the goose. It is the goose. I the love Canadian that saying. Goose. I love that saying, peace was never an option. It wasn't. Oh my gosh. Do you know like about their teeth? Oh my God. It is terrifying. The teeth it's pretty inside metal. like geese and ducks. Ducks have them too. Get out. Really? Yeah. Last I male, knew, at least. Male ducks have that corkscrew dick. Uh, you know, we are already off topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's good to know. It's just like a female duck is the only one that quacks while male ducks make this weird groaning sound. Uh, that's just a fact. Anywho, pet peeves. <laughs> pet peeves. My pet peeve is definitely not geese. I like them. <laughs> I like birds. Burbs. 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 But but the birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <gasps> Bird ponds! <laughs> My mind has taken flight. Okay, so reeling this in, you know, lassoing this bit, what would be, <laughs> like, a genre, I feel like, of pet peeves for you? What would be your number one? Because, like, for example, me, where most of my pet peeves lie are driving. Ooh, see, I'm a pretty zen driver. Oh, I wish I could be. T- tell me all about these on-the-road pet peeves. Okay, it's, it's so here's also a problem, is that a lot of driving etiquette is regional, right? True. Which drives me insane, because it, it's a standardized test across all 50 states, right? Of mm-hmm. how to get a driver's license, you know, you have to take the same driving test, so I feel like... We should all be driving the same, but that's not how this works. So, like, people who won't even go the speed limit or people who go only the speed limit in the fast lane, especially, like, that's not for you. Right. And and the fast lane is more like a I'm going to go around you kind of lane, like a passing lane. Right. And then these are the same people that get mad when you pass on the left. I'm like, well, if you would get out of the goddamn left lane, then... I would pass on your right. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the people, I don't know if you've ever had this uh, experience, when it's an open road, let's say you're driving really early in the morning, very late at night, minimal to no traffic, multiple lanes, and someone's behind you and they're like, you know what, I want that lane that they're already on and I'm going to sit on their butt until they either move or I plow straight through them. Yeah, it's like, if there's open road, just get around someone. Right, there's... you have all the space, use the space. And I mean, again, it's it's annoying when someone is in the lane that they're not supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not supposed to cruise in that 
fast lane in that left lane. You're not supposed to sit there if you can get over. Mm-hmm. You see that on signs everywhere, up and down highways and interstates. Do not drive in the left-hand lane unless you are passing somebody. Mm-hmm. And then you get fuckstick in their giant SUV with 16 kids in the back sitting <laughs> five under the speed limit in that lane, and I just want to throttle them. Yeah, I... I, and and that's the thing. That's what the left lane has become, the cruising lane. Mm-hmm. So everybody out here should be failing their driving exam. <laughs> they really should be. Like, get yeah. those license out of their hands. This is not for you. Yeah, get those kids out the car and get that license out of their hands. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of passing, another one of my pet peeves, which is also just dangerous, is when you go to pass somebody and then they speed up. Because they don't want you to get around them. And then you're forced to get back behind them because maybe Mm -hmm. a passing lane ends or there was no passing lane to begin with and you are driving into oncoming traffic. And then Uh they slow back down again. (laughs) You motherfucking dickhead. Like there are people who are like, well, I do that because they shouldn't be driving that fast. You do understand that then you are driving that fast, right? Like just let them go around you. Let them get the ticket. Why is it any of your fucking business? Right, better better them than you. Yes, all you're doing is making an unsafe road. But you know what? That is in the same class of drivers as the ones that, let's say you do have room to pass and you put out that turn signal beforehand, not at the last second, so you cut someone off, but you take some time, put out that turn signal, make your intentions crystal clear, and then they decide to speed up. (laughs) And you're like, bitch? And then they honk at you. Or the better one where they speed up, driving like an asshole, hit a red light. That's my favorite, to pull up right next to them and just be like, I see you, bitch. Where are you going now? Where are you speeding off to now? Oh, I was so pissed because I, at the last uh, city that we lived in, Mm -hmm. I was turning left. My light changed green so that I could turn left. And some jackass runs through his red light almost hitting me only to get stopped at the next red light on the other side of the overpass Uh. why Why? and then i'm just sitting there in my car looking at him like why what was the point of that you clearly saw there was another red light and there were cars sitting there like you couldn't even force your way through it what are drivers um I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm. Whenever I see that kind of fuckery go down, I'm like, <laughs> it is only a matter of time before either there's a cop that finally pulls you over and gets gives you the ticket you deserve, or you get in a crash and then you get a mm-hmm. ticket or a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. So keep keep doing what you're doing, Boo. You're doing great, sweetie, at being dumb. <laughs> I just. Like, I don't understand when a light is clearly either already turned red or as you're approaching, it's already yellow. So you know it's going to be turning red very soon. Why do you run through it knowing that you do not have enough time or you already do not have time? Like, I don't get the point of running red lights and I don't get the point of running stop stop signs. 
I never understood that either. Like, I understand a California roll. Yeah. When you I just, do that a lot. you know, <laughs> yeah, do the, especially if there's, and I'm not talking no cop, no stop. You, you, you hit that brake, you give that brake yeah. a little tap tap, you know, and then you mosey on your way, especially if there's no other uh, drivers or pedestrians around. Right. But in all other instances, stop signs, red lights, especially the red light, use it. <laughs> And it's just, most red lights nowadays have cameras on them. You're not getting away with this. You understand this, right? Like, how dumb are some people that it's like, I'm untouchable. And see, this is also, this is going to get off the topic of pet peeves, but I also feel like this is a good deep dive conversation Mm -hmm. where I believe that fines should be based off of your income. Get into it. Because all you're doing when you standardize standardize a fine is giving rich people the opportunity to get away with anything. Because what's $500 to them? Pocket change. What's $500 to the single mom who works three jobs and either didn't see the speed limit sign or what have you? I mean, that is rent or food or gas or electric. Like, you've just ruined their life because of an accident or an issue. Like, it's not actually fair. But could it also be said that, let's say, someone with a larger income or even in the middle or equal SES, you know, just didn't want to pay attention to the road? Like, what if, you know, is there an excuse for not paying attention and then causing a horrible accident, irregardless of what socioeconomic standing you have? Because then I feel it takes away the onus of responsibility and accountability. Right, and I can see that. And I don't say that no one is um, devoid of fault or blame there, right? Like, what I mean is that your actions, the consequences should reflect it. So, like, your consequence then isn't accurately reflecting it if you want the same accountability or, like, financial strain to be given, I guess. But then how do you determine the sliding scale of what is appropriate if at every time they had to look at income and this and that? I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I just, there are a lot of instances that have been talked about where, you know, if a if someone with money, you know, parks in a no parking place and someone says you can't park there and it's like, no, it's just $100 to park here. Like, that's how they see that. And I don't feel like that's right. I I mean, I'm only asking these questions because I've never seen that. I've Mm. seen people that are, you know, either just fine or let's say, like, either comfortable or maybe below that line, like, scraping by. And they park in, let's say, a space that's designated for individuals with disabilities or something like that. And if you say something to them, then they're like, I don't care. And I would be like, well, I'm going to call and get you towed. Because that's not Mm. for you. And uh, let's say where my family lives overseas, that kind of stuff, completely disregarded. And no one is held accountable. I know the states are unique in that people, you know, uh, self-police themselves and they're able to stick to that. If you have, you know, the license plate or the uh, little thing reflecting that this is for you. Uh But at least where my family lives overseas... People do not give two shits. 
and people will fight you even if they're in the wrong and they know they're in the wrong it's going to turn into a physical altercation which is really scary people get really aggressive about it i mean is there any kind of like finding system for those people overseas no nope Nope. (laughs) that's wild to me i had never even heard of that yeah it's kind of the wild west out there to be honest with you damn Mm-hmm. so okay, you would cl- well. you, you would be clutching your pearls over there <laughs> i wouldn't be driving i'd be taking public transportation it, it's kind of a scary place to drive i'll, le- <laughs> I'll level with you oh yeah no thank you i mean i've been overseas once and it's not you know where you're from but i've been overseas and like people park these like in the States, million dollar cars, just Audis mm-hmm. and BMW, Ferraris, like all of these, just on the sidewalk, just pulled up on the sidewalk out front of the restaurant. And I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's insanity to me. We got off topic, though. I, that was a fun kind of conversation, but like yeah, trying to keep it semi <laughs> in the realm here. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize sidewalks were now for cars instead of people and animals. Girl, it was wild. You're right. You are 100% right when you say it's the Wild West overseas when it comes to cars. I I mean, I'm sure we can do one, an episode or even a a collection, a series, if you will, on (laughs) cultural nuances and just that would have Americans shook, shooketh to the (laughs) choreth. Well, I'm sure that we've got, you know, stuff over here that would have Europeans and everyone else in the world shooketh to the chorus. <laughs> Probably. I've seen laws where it's like a horse has to wear pants or something like that <laughs> when going into town and things like that. What the fuck? Yeah, I can't tell you where it's from and what state and the specifics of it and what year. But I remember reading that as a uh, child in a book and I was just like, so cool. <laughs> See, it's like one of those random things that just stick with you. But I digress. We have got to get back. So most of my my peeves are at the driving and that I stand by the fact that like 70% of people who have their licenses in America do not deserve their goddamn licenses. I will second that. Absolutely. So where do you stand in your pet peeves? Like where would you consider most of them to fall? You know what? It's a little bit of a Venn diagram I love of it. people behaving badly and then people in vehicles. <laughs> so the, cr- the crossover is this. People who throw trash out of their car. Oh, no. When I see that, it makes me want to just set myself on fire. And I'll tell you why. Because if I came into their house, dumped all my trash in, in their home, in the middle of their home, Mm-hmm. And they would probably get mad about it. Mm-hmm. I would say most people would. Yeah. Why would you do that in this shared environment where we have enough garbage out here? Why Why can't you just wait until you get home or keep it in a bag and then mm-hmm. get rid of it there? Like, how hard is it to walk a few feet into your house or whatever or garbage cans that are a, a plethora, a sea of garbage cans all over the place and just throw your shit out there? Yeah, I know that there's some issues, like, there are, there's always, like, um, waste management management issues, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some locations where maybe there aren't enough trash cans, or if there are, they're not cleaned out 
uh, as often. But I feel like the littering, like walking around, and then the littering from a car are two totally different things. Because your car can hold the fucking trash until you get home or your destination. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to sit there and hold it in your hand the entire time you're walking around someplace. You have cup holders, you have a back seat, you've got a trunk. Like, there are other places that you can throw that or wrap that up until you get to where you're going. And if you're, I don't know, halfway intelligent, like I feel like most of us are, you have a trash bag in your car. Like, I always have a little either Target or Walmart bag in my car for those reasons, especially if we're going on like a long car trip, you go to the gas station, get some snacks. Do you want a bag for that? Absolutely. Cause we're going to be on the road for the next four hours. I completely agree with you there. And I've seen some people's cars and they they are <laughs> trash cans on wheels. Some of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, <laughs> but for the people, let's say whether your car looks like that or not, it just, Keep it together. And even, you know, if you're walking, and especially if you're walking and littering, uh, most of the time you can hold on to the wrapper of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I save my wrapper, you know, I carry a purse around with me, so I'm sure it's easier. Yeah. But most of the time, your products come in a bag. So let's say if you're eating ice cream and there's some kind of runoff there, just throw it in the bag. The mess is contained. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one of my pet peeves. Um, (laughs) Another one is another car one. So I guess going into the car side of the Venn diagram Mm -hmm. is let's say you have two lanes, right? And there's no designated left turn lane. Mm -hmm. And you can turn uh, to the left lane if you so please, but put out that turn signal ahead of time. Don't at the last minute stop where people are already speeding up mm-hmm. and just decide, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this right now where I've been, <laughs> I've been waiting this whole time. This is my moment to finally put out that left turn signal at the last minute. Like, I don't understand that. I, that's why I feel like another regional thing too, is that people don't use turn signals or their turn signals mean different things. And I'm like, a turn signal just indicates you need to go that direction. It means what it sounds like, right? I, my husband is a good driver, mm-hmm. but he has the issue of, I need to turn here, but there's too much traffic. But then he doesn't turn his turn signal on until he has the room to get over. And it's like, you are never going to have the room to get over if you don't let people know you need to get over. Turn your fucking turn signal on so that other people in that lane know, oh, that car needs to get over. Right, right. <laughs> it's not a, a matter of I'm going to turn this wheel to whatever side really hard and just say, good luck, everyone. <laughs> Let's hope this <laughs> lane change works. Or uh, conversely, the folks that keep on driving with their turn signal. Oh, and how? like for miles, I've seen people... For miles, and it to me, it's really stressful because you're like, I don't know whether I should slow down, when and uh-huh. if this is going to happen. Because I know sometimes when you turn, it doesn't automatically, you know, go off. Right. But y'all, like you hear the little click, click, click of this turn right. signal. Doesn't that annoy you? <laughs> it annoys I, me. I literally, this happened to me, I think it was 
two days ago, I was driving home and someone got over in front of me and they had used their turn signal. Whatever, that's cool. And then they just Mm -hmm. never turned it off. So I (laughs) couldn't stand it. And I actually got over and went around them and passed them because I could not stare at their fucking turn signal any longer. I mean, blocks later. And I'm just, that was the whole time I'm thinking, do you not hear it clicking? Is that not driving you insane? Right, as it mockingly winks at you when you're driving behind it. I just, I don't see how people don't know these things. But then again, you have to think, there are some people that drive away from gas stations with the gas hose still in their car. Yes, and I'll tell you a fun (laughs) fact about that. So my friend, he works as an engineer. Okay. And they do things like quality control of products, Mm -hmm. you know, and his job is fun. He gets to light stuff on fire and things like that. It's, I, I'm so jealous, honestly. But in any case, his company works on those types of hoses. So mm. they're able to stretch. But then if you were to accidentally drive away with it, there's a mechanism in place that it unlocks it. So it doesn't take oh. the whole gas pump, you know, the whole thing with it. Or it shouldn't, at least, if it's up to code. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. When he explained that to me, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, what a great safety thing to have in place. Osho would be proud. (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. I mean, it it makes sense because you would think when a a big car or a truck drives away with one, they would take the whole thing with them. Yeah, take it to go, please. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have that wrapped up and in the trunk, please. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's actually really smart. I learned something today. Yeah, yeah. Next time, because I, I I like to go on the side where my gas valve actually is, but mm-hmm. I've had friends or I've seen folks that is just on the opposite side. So notice how stretchy that hose is. Yes. Yeah. So there's different little safety things in place for those kinds of things. Huh. That's cool. That's cool information. Sorry. Right? <laughs> no, no, no apologies at all. I'm just like, hell Yeah. Come on, gas hose. <laughs> uh, you know, that's kind of like another smaller pet peeve. It's more of like an annoyance than a pet peeve is okay. when you go to a gas station and it's busy. You know, there's a line and everyone's waiting. But like people who get so close to you while you're getting gas and it's like, I can't leave now until the person in front of me leaves. Wh- why? Yeah, I can't go forward, can't go backward. <laughs> Just, uh, I kind of wish that there could be like, you know when you go to a deli and and you take a number? I uh-huh. kind of wish that they had that system for gas stations where you take a number and maybe there's like a code at the bottom. And so whoever's next in line, the next gas pump only accepts that code and no one else would know what that code was. So no one could like skip line. That's really smart. And in some states they still pump your gas for you. Yes. So maybe it forces people to behave better or like be, you know, like once it's pumped, you got to go, son. Right. That's also like when people finish pumping their gas and they're like, okay, I'll run in real quick. Okay, or we'll I'm park then. <laughs> yeah, or I'm going to text all these people back, make a few phone calls, <laughs> put this no. puzzle together in my car. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't get that. Like, either do that while the gas is flowing, mm-hmm. or just move your ass. Come on. I feel like 
most generalization, most pet peeves have to do with people being in the way. Yes. Just like the lack of, I don't know, observation, I guess, that some people have. The lack of awareness yeah. that some oh, people my gosh. have is just staggering. <laughs> for some people, it does not come naturally. And I'm, and by for some, I mean so many. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know if it's a thing like how I was raised or where I was raised, but I am aware of basically everything all the time. And it could just be, you know, living in America as a woman that I have to be. I have to be aware of my surroundings 24-7 because otherwise something's going to happen and it'll inevitably be my fault. Right, right. And I know there's cases in which, say, maybe you're zoned out because you have a lot going on in your life. But when it becomes Mm -hmm. a thing that could potentially affect your or other people's safety, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of got to reel it in. And do what you need to do and then go back to whatever existential crisis you're having internally. (laughs) Or, I don't know, maybe this culture of entitlement, like, it's all about me. I'm kind of the center of the universe. Everyone has to accommodate and adapt to me as opposed to the opposite. Mm. You know, because we also live in a culture where everything is expected, like, instant gratification takes too long. Yeah, so if it's not about me and my lack of personal responsibility for my own actions or whatever it is, mm-hmm. then it's society's fault. It's your fault. Yeah, that like self versus the collective ideology. Absolutely. Yep. <sighs> and I and I get it. You can be a rugged individualist. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, but at the same time you know, there's this macro level where you're cons, especially when you leave your house or wherever you reside, you're interacting on so many different levels with, you know, things and people and their social constructs. Like when there's a, I, I love this one too. It's a kind of a pet peeve, tying it back. <laughs> when I see, and I've experienced this, I don't know if you have, when the light turns green and someone is like, now's a great time to cross. <laughs> You know, but it's like you as the driver, if God forbid you hit this person that just runs blindly in front of your car, it's your fault, not their fault. Yeah, especially like living in a city right now where bikes are just as respected as cars. Like we have a lot of biking, like Mm -hmm. bikers, uh, a very large biking community where I live. Mm -hmm. And there are times where... It's very clearly someone who does not bike either very often or they're doing it for fun because people who do it often have the helmet, have the pads, have the flashers, and have the bike who is that is able to make it across town. Mm-hmm. And then you've got fucking like Larry over here who's just biking to the beer <laughs> store, goes right out in front of your car, yeah. and they have no green light anywhere. And it's like, dude, you can't just do that. You can't just expect people to stop when it's a road that says 45. I love that, <laughs> where it's, you know, I've, I found that class of bikers, too, where we have, bikes are treated as another vehicle on the road, Uh huh. but yet the rules don't apply completely. 
You know, it's like this selective uh, selection of which rules apply to me as a biker, but everyone has to watch out for me. (laughs) Well, because there's still a lot of um, either confusing language or what have you about what a bike is. Is it a vehicle or is it a pedestrian? And I think it's a vehicle if you're on the road. See, that's just it, though, is if someone's riding on the sidewalk and then either the sidewalk ends and so they have to get into the road, they Mm -hmm. still think they're a pedestrian. You are not, motherfucker. (laughs) You are now a vehicle and you will not win in a fight with another vehicle. Right. But then when it comes time to sue, they will win, unfortunately. Oh, it's such bullshit. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, no, oof. that's, and I also I I feel like I should make it very clear like the, not pedal bike but like bike bike community, hundred percent respect you like, I am watching for you as much as humanly possible because I know there are so many people that don't. I'm mm-hmm. talking motorcycles, motorbikes, <laughs> crotch rockets like you, those are vehicles, and yeah. if they are obeying, like everyone needs to obey the road signs. Right. What about the culture of unicycles? <laughs> I have it's- yet to encounter that community. Uh, when I do, I'll let you know. I've seen people on those centennial bikes. You know, those big old timey ones, like the oh. Victorian style ones. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. casually riding those around. Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, dead serious. Like several times over the years. And each time it's like spotting a unicorn, I swear. I've... I might have seen, like, one of those in person as a kid at, like, a fair, you know? Uh-huh. No, this was just a random context, like, oh, now's a good day to take my centennial bike into the woods. What the fuck? Into the yeah. woods? Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Can I just take my one qualm? Uh, I watch out for motorcycles, and I keep a reasonable distance behind them. Especially when, you know, we're stopped at a light or whatever, if I were to ever be rear-ended so I don't fly into this person. Right. However, my beef with motorcycle riders is those that were between traffic. I don't like that because, God forbid, like, a car doesn't see you, you're in the blind spot, and decides to change a lane, and you're in the middle of that. I mean, you have nothing. You're not encased in a giant steel box. You know? Right. And it's it is important to note that I think it's in the States, it's illegal to like if you're stopped at a stoplight, you can't go up the middle. Mm-hmm. But I know that there are other places, uh, I think England being one of them, where that's not illegal. Interesting. So like you as a biker, if you have room between the two cars in certain places of the world, you can go up the middle to the stoplight. Like, it's legal for you to do that. I don't know if it's a state-by-state basis as well, Mm -hmm. because there are some people that say that they can in certain states. I don't remember them off the top of my head. But from my understanding, it's mostly illegal in America to do that because of the safety. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you as the cyclist have to have so much trust in the drivers around you that you're sandwiched <laughs> between before you become a human sandwich. Yeah. A manwich. <laughs> a manwich, no, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Being scraped off from, you know, between these, betwixt these cars, um, you know, that they see you and that they hear you. Right. 
And some people, it's like, well, how can you not hear a motorcycle or whatever? Dude, when people are zoned out, I guarantee, <laughs> like, no matter what's going on, it doesn't matter. Also, like, you highly underestimate the level I have my music playing. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the second leg of your world tour. <laughs> I am, like, more than halfway up my volume chart listening to Corpse, you know, just... <laughs> screaming out these lyrics i have no fucking idea i don't hear things again i'm a visual (laughs) person do i see you do i see my surroundings but if i'm in my vehicle doors locked i'm on the road it is gang time like (laughs) let's go when i got slumber party by ash nico playing i'm not paying attention to anything (laughs) yes (laughs) no it's yeah i really do think that Like, the root of all evil is just (laughs) arrogance, you know? And, like, you've said Mm -hmm. that entitlement piece. And, I mean, I've been to countries where traffic is horrendous. Scary. But it works. Like, (laughs) it's... Now, granted, I haven't been to, like, India, (laughs) where there's a fuck ton of people and a fuck ton of cars, and Uh they just go. I met someone who uh, whose family is from India and still lives there, and so they visited. Mm-hmm. And they're like, blinkers? What are they? Horns? What are they? I don't know. They're just there in the car. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> no. That is terrifying. But like, he's like, no, it works. It's just, you know, narrow misses, basically, the whole time. They don't have lines on their road. It's just people go. I'm like, I... I would be so I, on the verge of a panic attack the entire time I'd be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't even merge into traffic because you're like, they won't let me. <laughs> let you, bitch. You got to make your own space. You have to no. your own road. Oh, my gosh. I can't gosh. do that. <laughs> you know, but you know what? The upside to that is I'm sure if you learn to drive in countries like India, you can drive anywhere with you probably confidence. drive in D.C., yeah. Oh my gosh. Sky's the limit after that, mama. <laughs> oh God. I, okay, let me see. I think we talked last episode about like grocery store etiquette. Oh, with the carts and people taking up the aisles and stuff. Yeah. So another thing that I have issue <laughs> with with grocery stores, uh, specifically carts, are people that just leave them wherever the fuck they want to in the in the parking lot they leave them like three spots next to the cart rack yes why what is the point of that what the fuck i've never understood that this laziness when it comes to returning the damn cart <laughs> it's just you're making one you're making more work for the employees and that's i feel like a lot of their excuse right well it's not my job Someone, someone will go pick that up. Okay, in the meantime, Mr. Asshole, it's blocking parking spaces for other people or it's hitting people's cars. And like, why, why, where is this idea coming from that you want to make people's jobs harder? Entitlement. I just, I don't get it. I don't get this idea of making other people's lives more miserable because you think it's their job. It's like it's your job as a semi-decent human being to just, I don't know, take care of what you brought out. Like, 
if you take it out, you put it away. It, in theory, it seems so simple, right? Uh-huh. But I don't know what it is for some people. Again, I, I think it's like what you said before. It's the arrogance. It's the entitlement. But most of all, I think it's just this mindset of if I'm feeling bad, everyone else needs to feel bad. Ugh. Or because they work in this position, I have some kind of superiority over them as the customer, as the client. I'm, I'm not always for the client is always right. I really am not. Oh, God, no. The client is like right maybe 35% of the time. If not less. If not less. I'm giving a lot of headway there. <laughs> Generous, yeah. Uh, margin of error. Yeah. As someone who has worked in a big box store, the customer is not right. The client is not right. The patron is not right. And I I do feel like the tide is starting to shift where our generation and the next generation just do not give two fucks and are not putting up with it anymore. Because the bar is really low for the <laughs> the requirements to be a decent human being it's on the ground and y'all still bring shovels i don't understand this <laughs> i <laughs> bring the pickaxe bring the shovel it's like oh it's on rock let me get my sledgehammer or whatever i'm like yeah. dude just just stop i i don't know trash <laughs> i <laughs> i really don't know because it's it's like there's just this this group of people basically you know that mm -hmm. have this feeling or what have you and i really do feel like it's a it's a generational thing and again like a socioeconomic thing because like you said you look down on people who aren't doing something important or it it blows I'm my mind when people treat like fast food workers shitty when they're there to get food right like you couldn't get your fucking burgers if they weren't here working you understand this right <laughs> point a to point b you know logically it's there but some people can't connect the dots or even just you know people from all walks of life for whatever reason they come in and already i'm looking down on you you know I, i've seen people of every status just behaving badly and and I don't get it. I really don't. You know, if you have something going on, handle it on your own time, but do not push it on to other people. Really no. don't. Just stop. Yeah, I like or I mean, I've got, you know, everyone has issues going on. And there have been days where I am at my goddamn limit and I still have to get something done. You know, right. I still have the errand that has to be done that day. And Anytime I'm out in public, though, when I'm having one of those days, it's like, do not be a bitch. You don't need to be a bitch. The only person who deserves your bitchiness is you. Like, now, if someone, if someone decides to act up that day, that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then, you know, the gloves are coming off, the earrings are popping out, glasses off. But I really do, I... I think I surprised a woman the other day when I was leaving a store and they said, you know, have a great day. And I said, thank you, you as well. Mm -hmm. And she just stopped and went, oh, thank you. Like, do people not just automatically, like, that's a knee jerk reaction to me. I can't not say thanks, you too. Like, I <laughs> yeah, 
Have you ever said hello to people and they just completely walk past you like they didn't hear you? Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like I've been both of those people. (laughs) Because, and here's the thing, it's like, if I am, again, in one of those days where it's like, I am on the edge. Uh, And I am getting A to B and I'm doing my best to not be seen, basically, and to not be Uh in anybody's way, in and out. And someone's like, hey, how you doing? Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. This is nothing personal. I am saving both of our feelings right now. <laughs> oh, sweet child. Because, <laughs> like, I know I can be really mean and really brutal at times. And I just, like, hold it in. What I like to do when I'm having a bad day. And let's say someone is like oh, blah, 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 you know, look at this deal. And I'm just like, I'm good, thank you. And just like, keep it moving. Keep that show on the road. Keep that brisk city person mm-hmm. walk that I maintain. Uh-huh. I've had you know. I've had people, it's like, do you want to try this? I'm sorry, I've, I don't have time. Or I appreciate you, but no. Like, there has only ever been one time where <laughs> this guy came up to my husband and I trying to get us to switch phone plans. And I was like, Oh, no, thank you. Like, we're good. And he's like, oh, well, we have this. I bet we're cheaper than your phone plan. We have, like, straight, like, we have the track phones, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> that have some of the best service, basically, in the States. There is there is very rarely a place that we do not have at least a bar of service. And mm-hmm. it's, like, 40 bucks a month for each of us. And we tell this to this guy. And it's like... I really doubt that. Like, at first, I'm like, I doubt that. We're good. Well, no, no, no. Just tell me. Tell me how much it is a month. And I'm like, sir, we're good. Well, what what do you have? Like, who's your carrier? So we go through this whole spiel. I'm like, this is our lifestyle. This is where we are. This is who we use. This is how much we pay a month. And, he, and this guy just goes, oh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess it is a better deal. I told you three times we're good. <laughs> Another pet peeve. If you are turned down at least twice in a row, fuck off, mate. Like, you are not helping anybody here by just being a dick. For real. Like, you're being invasive and sometimes really scary, actually. (laughs) And I know there are some people like, well, that's their job. Okay, sure. But if someone is adamant, no, then stop. You're not going to convince anybody. In fact, the more you talk, the more I'm going to tell people do not go to this company. Right, right. <laughs> I, I have two two possible solutions are coming to mind. One, you break down crying. No one knows what to do when someone's crying. Or secondly, and this one's probably the more effective one, you just start screaming bloody murder. Okay, well, we were in the middle of a target. I couldn't do either of those It doesn't options. matter. Like, that that's probably to your benefit to be in the middle of a target, either crying or screaming bloody murder, or both, oh, if you've got it in you. You know, because <laughs> my, my new default is to start giving just highly inappropriate responses. Like, if you're going to ask me a highly inappropriate and or invasive question, I'm just going to give you something, a little something, something back. Okay, could you please give me an example? Like, okay... Uh, I think of people who are constantly pestering others, like, why don't you have babies yet? Oh, yes. So let's say if I, this is not a personal thing of mine, but like, let's say it's a real life situation for many people. 
oh, so my miscarriage didn't count? Ooh. You know, and if, if someone doesn't kindly fuck off after that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So something along the lines of that. Or just start making stuff up. <laughs> it no, doesn't I matter. Like they that. don't need to know. I like that of making people very uncomfortable. Because that if that doesn't make you uncomfortable, then you're just... You're either very weird. Right. Or do not have two brain cells to rub together. Like... Right, or... Or even my no, my new go-to is, I'm surprised you feel comfortable asking that. Ooh, yes. Spin it back. Like, I'm going to shame you. If you, you know, if you want to f- just ask questions like that, I'm going to make you feel stupid and not even feel bad about it. We need to bring back public humiliation. Yeah, yeah. In like a classy way, you know, not like get the pitchforks or that thing in medieval times where they throw the tomatoes in the stucks. <laughs> Well, it's just like, and this is a very extreme, and I'm not making light of this. Sure. But, you know, when you have child molesters in your area, there are Mm -hmm. some places that force them to have a sign in their yard that says a sexual predator lives at this area so that other people in the area can make sure their children stay away from that. Yeah, or go house to house (laughs) to announce it. Yeah. Right. So it's like... I don't know, there should be some kind of public humiliation for people who either don't put their cards back or whatever. I remember when I lived in a different city, the radio station I listened to in the morning when I drove to work had cart narcs. Oh. And it was a segment where this guy would go out <laughs> and like record conversations he'd have with people who would not put their carts away. And you got... One of three options. You have the person that goes, oh, shit, yeah, you're right. I should I should go ahead and put that away, right? Or you have the person that's like, listen, I've got three kids. Like, I've got other things that are going on. I need to get in my car, right? Just kind of using excuses, which are, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, throw but, those three like, kids under the bus, okay. <laughs> chuck them in the car seats. You could still put it away. But anywho, and then you'd have, who the fuck are you? Like getting all up in this guy's face and you can hear it in the microphone. And it's like, I feel like we need that kind of public shaming though, like everywhere. <laughs> I I think that would be kind of fun because it, truly that, you know, they're like, let's say the people that meet you're uh, wanting to hold someone accountable with aggression mm-hmm. and, you know, people can argue, oh, well, it's none of your business. Yeah, but if that cart hits my car, it is certainly my business, bitch. <laughs> right? Or the people, I remember there was a there was a video I saw online of a standoff between a man and a woman because she purposefully throws her cart basically into his car <gasps> and then gets no. in her car and goes to drive away. And they have it all on camera. Like, they watch her push her cart into his car. Why? Because she's a bitch like she's a straight up bitch and so he's like saying no i we need to get insurance so that i can get this take like there's a dent in my car now or i'm going to call the police and she's just like well i didn't even do anything i didn't like it just going on in this standoff he ends up putting carts in front and back of her car to make sure she couldn't leave because she's trying to basically run him over to get out of the parking lot you know what it's insanity some people the length is insane and you know what? What could have just been a quick fix of here's this dent that you caused, you know, pay for the body shop and things like that mm-hmm. instead of vehicular manslaughter. 
<laughs> where the consequences are so much greater if she just put the damn card away. See, and again, it's like, just admit you were wrong. You know? Some people can't do that. Oh, my God. Well, many people can't do that. I've, no, I, ugh. And a lot of the times an apology will go a long way. Right, right. And it's not even about this kind of like sense of self-righteousness. Uh-huh. You know, but again, it's just like, take accountability, apologize, remediate, you know, and fix the situation how you can, and then right. don't do it again. Yeah, that was, I was um, rear-ended once on the highway because Oof. some jackass, I was driving behind a truck, so I couldn't see in front of him. And yeah. at the last second, he goes off the road to get around a car that was going to be turning left and was stopped in the road. So I have to, I first of all, people, if you are ever in a situation where you have to stop immediately, throw your car in neutral, hit your brakes. If you don't throw your car in neutral, your car is continuously going to try and keep going forward. You have mm-hmm. to cut the gas to the car to stop faster. I feel like I've said that before, but anyhow, it's a good reminder. I throw my car in neutral, I slam the brakes, and I they manage to turn while I'm like skidding through where they were, right? Like I was very lucky I didn't mm-hmm. hit them. But the guy behind me did not have the same stopping capabilities and hit me. However, I was already stopped enough that my car just kind of moved forward a little bit. He spun mm-hmm. out behind me. Oh, wow. So I, you know, pull off onto the road, put my hazards on. They pull off behind me, put their hazards on. We wait for the few cars behind them to, like, pass us. And then we both get out and immediately both went, are you okay? And I was yeah. like, okay. The person's who fault this was was the trucks. Mm-hmm. And, like, this kid, bless him, had to be... 17 16 thin had to have been like working on one of the local ranches panicking and i'm like breathe you need to breathe we're okay i looked at my back end the old i just had scraped like my paint scraped off the front end of his car was fine there was no crunching no denting i'm like we're just gonna call this a day because this is neither of ours fault it's the person who fucking left in front of us that almost caused me to rear in somebody going fucking 60 like it's neither of our faults here and so you know when when someone does something like that that's a serious accident even mm-hmm. just if you show like true remorse i mean it, it's it's just it's accidents happen of course but, you know, if that kid would have gone out and been like, why the fuck were you hitting your brakes and, like, attacking? Uh-uh. Police. Everyone. I would have been calling everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't play those games. No. No. I... Ugh. But, yeah. It's just... There's a lot of things that I feel like annoy me, but I feel like a lot of them could just be solved if people had an ounce of empathy and spatial awareness. That... And you know what? Like... Also, don't keep on doing shitty things and only stop when you get caught. Ooh, yes. You know, just like, let's say the people that are the serial stop sign or red light runners until, you know, they finally have an accident or things like that. Don't be doing that, Uh y'all. Don't put yourself in that position. Don't put others in that position. If you want, we can take it a little, those pet peeves off the road. 
since like goodness knows this could just like go on and on <laughs> i know i'm about to say where we are approaching an hour dear oh <laughs> you know what T- tune in next time for more pet peeves <laughs> where we actually take it on land you know <laughs> Your face. Oh, my God. I, at first, I was going to cut that. Now I'm going to save it. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was just well, like, but I've got so much to say. Well, you heard it from S, folks. We will come back to this topic. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, I've got a lot of rage in this body. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, or send us to your friends shout us out to the universe that we're cool funny and worth listening to we greatly appreciate all that you do and until next week stay alive friends take care everyone